Today on CityCast Chicago, COVID confusion. Yeah, still. The vaccines are rolling out and bars and restaurants are reopening, but we are also fast approaching a third surge of COVID cases in Chicago. So, is this public health crisis getting any better? Today is Tuesday, April 6th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. We talk with a community health nurse who tries to clear the COVID confusion and battles the misinformation every day. But first, a little bit of news, y'all. Vice President Kamala Harris is in Chicago today. In her first trip to the city of Wynn since the election, she's talking COVID-19 vaccine equity. And probably that $2 trillion infrastructure bill President Biden is pushing. The city claims that equity has been the guiding tenant throughout the rollout. But remember, y'all, Chicago's program to vaccinate the city's 15 hardest hit communities started pop ups two months after the first vaccines were given out. So we got some splaining to do. Governor Pritzker and Mayor Lightfoot are at odds on more than just reopening. The governor signed two bills in the last few days that the mayor vocally opposed. One boost the Chicago Teachers Union's bargaining power, and yesterday he signed a bill to increase pensions for firefighters, a move the mayor says could cost taxpayers $30 million a year, which means those speed traps are probably going to go down to two miles per hour. It's some good news. Yesterday was National Deep Dish Day. I'm going to be real. It way too many made-up holidays for me to keep track of each one. Luckily, the celebration continues as Finger Lickin' Foodie Tours, yes, Finger Lickin' debut is Chicago Deep Dish Pizza Walking Tour. That's probably good. Eat some pizza, take a walk. Whether you love a good pie or prefer thin crust, hit us up on Twitter at CityCastChicago and tell us what your favorite pizza spot is. I don't care what anybody says, I'm a greasy Italian Fifi dude. That's your news for Tuesday, April 6th. Stay with us. Maybe some of your COVID confusion will be cleared up. You've been hearing it now for weeks. COVID-19 cases are going up in Chicago. The city's at nearly 600 weekly cases. If you don't know, that's bad. And right as vaccines are ramping up and the weather is getting warmer, restaurants are reopening, we are once again hearing officials tell us to mask up, stay home, and take things slow. It kind of feels like every time we take one step forward, we take a couple steps back. And making things even more difficult is the amount of misinformation still floating around. One of the people dealing with this every day is Catherine Boron. She's a community health nurse with Rush Hospital. How are you feeling today, Catherine? I'm doing okay. I'm happy to be with you guys today. You know, we are hearing about the vaccine rollout, but simultaneously it seems that Chicago is experiencing another surge. Are you hearing anything different from the people that you're working with? I absolutely do believe people are confused about where we are, and it runs the gamut, right? I think there are people who are vaccinated, so there is this clear delineation of, okay, I'm vaccinated, I'm good. And then 
there are people who are not yet vaccinated and are just remaining, just kind of locking in, like staying socially distanced. And there are also people who are trying to enjoy the weather, trying to go get brunch outdoors who aren't vaccinated. These are the people that are within that certain age group that we're seeing kind of this surge in cases. So there is a lot of confusion as to how optimistic people can be with their behaviors, I guess. Can we talk a little bit about the misinformation that you're battling against? I mean, for the entire year, at every milestone, we've seen a new wave of misinformation. How difficult has it been to keep people not only in your organization, but across the city informed while also putting some of this negative or misinformation to rest? The first thing is like, let's talk about it. Let's open that dialogue. Whatever you say, I am not going to be here to judge you. And I think that's really the first step in allowing people to tell you what they have read, what they have heard, what they have seen on Facebook, what they've seen on Instagram. And then sussing it out a bit, like seeing if they're available to be challenged. One example that I have had is, you know, especially people of color in the community, you know, I heard that there are fetal cells in the vaccine. Look what they did in Tuskegee. We don't really know what's in the vaccine or we don't actually, we don't really know what's going to happen in the long run. This is such a new vaccine. So those are, those are the main ones that I come across. And this misinformation kind of perpetuates because of the inherent kind of injustice in our medical infrastructure. And that's the hard part. And, you know, being a woman of color, I feel like my members have been able to tell me things and be more comfortable with me about stuff. And I find that talking about it demystifies it a little. And now with the vaccine rolling out, you said it yourself, the historical hesitancy that people of color, black folks, um, immigrants feel towards medical practice and their exploitation in the medical field, holding that next to the idea that this vaccine rollout needs to happen in a way that is equitable and that will actually serve those communities, kind of holding all of these realities together at one time is difficult. There has been quite a few studies on vaccine hesitancy and the kind of thinking that goes on how people get to those particular conclusions. And the main takeaway is that when people are afraid, they're gonna look at something that makes sense to them and it's gonna lock in. And my team up here, we have been pushing pretty aggressively for people who want to be vaccinated to be vaccinated. Um, And we have been laying the groundwork for this since November. starting the conversation early about hesitancy, about misinformation. So as a result, a lot of our members have changed their mind on it, have said, no, I don't want it, you know, last winter, and is now signed up for their vaccine appointments. You know, throughout the last year, Catherine, we've been telling people very similar things, right? Social distance, wear your mask, protect yourself. You know, so what do you do on an individual level when you're trying to convince somebody to stay hopeful, 
you know, whether they've been vaccinated or not, you know, how do you on a one-on-one basis inspire or encourage a person to just keep pushing forward? One thing I really like to do with my members and also with people out in the community and my own family is to really just kind of first, as you had said, listen to the things that they're having difficulties with. Acknowledge how difficult it is. Really understand that it's frustrating and they are allowed to be frustrated. But also too, looking at the stuff that they are doing right and being like, hey, props to you, you're doing that. You've been doing this for a year, good on you. You're surviving a pandemic. Exactly. We're all surviving this pandemic, right? We're all going through it together. We have heard a lot of different sort of measurements of what it looks like to be moving forward, right? The number of positive tests or hospitalization rates. You know, we have a thousand different ways of looking at this pandemic. My question to you is, are we making progress? It's such a nuanced answer. But I want to say yes. I want to say we have a vaccine. People are changing their minds about getting vaccinated, about public health. And I almost feel like I have to say yes for my own sanity, if that makes sense. No, it 100% does. It sounds like just from listening to you that you are doing your best to stay optimistic, to stay positive, not just for yourself, but your family members, your community. You know, what are you hopeful for moving forward as we seemingly enter Chicago's third surge? My biggest hope after all of this is that public health is no longer put on the back burner. My biggest hope is that community and public health becomes the central way of us connecting to be able to look at your neighbor and say, I got you, I'm going to keep you safe and you keep me safe. And that is my biggest hope after all of this. You know, how can we start to make that shift in the conversation moving forward? I think it comes down to our leaders and our existing institutions to really step up and show people that taking care of each other can lead to better outcomes, can make our quality of life better for everyone. Again, I'm sitting down with Catherine Boiron, a community health nurse with Rush Hospital, who's not only putting shots in arms, but also fighting COVID misinformation every single day. Catherine, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Before I let you go, I wanted to quickly talk about yesterday's joint press conference with Mayor Lightfoot and CPD Superintendent Brown. You see, Brown spent most of his time explaining why the city took so long to report Toledo's identity. Adam had no identification on him. The 21-year-old man who was with him and was arrested for resisting provided a different name. Uh, And the mayor, well, she ran the same old Chicago playbook. 
Hold the press conference at a community space or church. Check. Call for peace in the community. Check. Offer condolences to the family and blame nameless, faceless gang members. Check. All while mentioning cops have an extremely difficult job and never actually talking about the shot to the chest that killed Toledo. Next thing I know, we're talking about cracks in the social safety net and antiquated foot chase policies. Police get a call. They see a potential suspect. Their adrenaline is pumping. And oftentimes they get separated from their partner. So they're running on their own through a dense, often dark, urban environment. And to add to that, the person being pursued... Leaving me to wonder, how can we even begin to use words like reform and accountability that feel less and less powerful every single day when it becomes clearer that we can't even have an honest and fair conversation when the police shoot and kill citizens? I spent so much of yesterday trapped in this feeling of deja vu that this won't be the last press conference at a church that seemingly just checks off the boxes. That's our show for Tuesday, April 6th. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.